Okay, we're good. All right, David. We're rolling now. David says we're rolling. That means I have to do my fake 3-2-1 introduction. There it was. Uh, Welcome, boys and girls, to another edition of the TMG Podcast. This is Chris Dufresne coming to you live on tape uh, from Chino, beautiful Chino, California, and Revelation Recordings. Uh, This is a great setup for us. And uh, we appreciate all that Rev Rec and their Twitter handle is at Red Rev Rev Rec Chino and their email is contact dot revelation recordings <laughs> at gmail. I knew I'd get it right. And also we will uh, thank once again APBAGames.com, Appa Games, the unchallenged king of quality sports strategy games, a Baseball game that Mark Blauchin has been playing since 1951, I believe, or maybe that was the year you were 61. born. 61. 61. Okay. Briefly, now we know we lo- you love the card game, um, the World Series. We have the Nationals and the Houston Astros. Um, can you, are, are you going to play this game? Can you? Is the is it possible with App? Can you play this game, or do you have to go back to last year's cards? Or I'm maybe sure. that's the problem. You got last year's cards. I'd love to play the game. I, I I love to have the cards available for this year because I'm really intrigued by this matchup with yeah. with the Nationals. But uh, I think last year it would if you used last year's cards, which is all available. That's available. It will be a tougher. Uh, a tougher call for the Nationals, especially, but it, it'll be interesting. Yeah, you can go back because I know you did that in the past. You've played games yes. before they, uh, uh, you know, before they were played. I mean, you could play them in advance. But uh, anyway, AppaGames.com. Uh, we would thank them. This is like their third year with us, and we appreciate it. Before we get started, uh, last week on As the World Turns, Tony Barnhart, Mister College Football, was. Was in the middle of a story, and I didn't forget. I did not forget. We were talking about uh, scandals and SMU, SMU and Baylor and this old Southwest Conference and all. And Tony was about ready to to, to tell a story about Danny Robbins. Uh, and I, let's see if he remembers this. Uh, um, and we talked about oh, yeah. Danny Robbins being a great investigative reporter who kind of bipped around mostly in Texas, and he was at the LA Times for a while. But he was this guy that uh, you really didn't want showing up in your town if you had a football program because uh, you, you might be in trouble. And, Tony, your line is about Danny Robbins. Having having Danny Robbins show up at your school or your town during a, during a football investigation is like having Jim Cantore show up in your neighborhood when a storm is moving in. <laughs> it ain't good. It ain't gonna be that, that happened several years ago with, with not not the bad Tuscaloosa storm, but the one that came after that. Yeah. We we had Jim Cantori on the radio with us. He said, Where are you today, Jim? He said, I'm in Tuscaloosa. I said, Oh, that's not good. <laughs> so, right. If he's in your and the, town. Tusca- and the Tuscaloosa people are going, Oh no. <laughs> no. So, They're, that's right. Uh board up the windows. I know. It's Anyway, but I'm glad we, we could finish that story. I like we're you know it's like a soap opera here. We just kind of a continue on from week to week. We will get into the um, our usual format, what we learned. Um, inter- and once again, we'll we'll start with Tony because all roads lead to the south, uh, and uh, there's a huge big story in Tuscaloosa right now. And I think you guys were talking about it before we actually got on the air. But uh, Tony. 
Well, what have you learned in the context of, I'm sure you're going to uh, talk about the injury at Alabama and the uncertainty and all that. Uh, well, uh, Alabama, ranked number one, cannot beat LSU without Tua Tonga-Valoa being either 100% or close to 100%. Uh, for those who don't know, he twisted his ankle in the second quarter against Tennessee. They ended up, after the game, they thought it was a minor uh, high ankle sprain, but they did a surgical procedure Sunday morning to uh, uh, reinforce the ankle so that uh, it, w- it would be held in place. Uh, he really has, if you think about it, he has three weeks off. He's not going to play this week against Arkansas. Alabama has a bye next week, so that's another week. And they'll have the whole week to get ready for the November 9th game at Baton Rouge. The point I made in, in my, my column on, on, on TMG is that in the past, Alabama could have beaten LSU with their backup quarterback because they had a great running game, a great defense, and LSU basically had no offense to speak of. That's, that's, those things are no longer the case. Alabama does not have a strong running game. It's good, but it's not strong. Their defense is not vintage, and LSU's offense has now gone into warp speed, right. averaging 54 points a game. So this different. my point is, the only way that Alabama can beat LSU is to outscore them, which they've done to everybody, but they can't outscore them with Mac Jones as quarterback. Right. Uh, and, and once again, um, you, you know, in, in the world we live, uh, doctors have become very important in the, in the you know, in the uh, futures of teams and players. And you go back to, you know, Dr. Job with Tommy John's surgery. We had James Andrews. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctor, uh, Doctor Norman Waldrop, is is the big name. He's the one that did this tight rope procedure on Tua's mm-hmm. ankle. It's the other ankle. It was the same procedure he had done last year. And Tony, um, he had more time to get ready. I think I, I'm not sure exactly of the days, but between he you know he injured that ankle and then was back for the Oklahoma game and played pretty well. Uh, it's a shorter right. it's a shorter turnaround this time. I guess that's probably the big uh, concern, right? And that is the issue. And the other thing is, remember, guys, when he got hurt last year, he was never really a hundred percent. Right. Okay. He he got hurt in the SEC championship game. He got hurt again. Had to come out. And son of a gun, Jalen Hurts came in with a Superman cape and won the game for Alabama. Yeah. Uh, but the point is, is that Tua never. He was always limping a little bit. He could get by, but when he played a fast defense like Georgia, he couldn't. Right. So if I'm Alabama, I'm you know they're gonna they're gonna put a pretty face on it. But uh, unless uh, unless he gets a lot better and can stay a lot better, uh, Alabama's got a real concern on November ninth. Right. Right. Even right. Even if he plays, which he probably I'm sure I'm guessing he will, but that's a big concern. Um, okay, um, Mark Blauchin, Jersey guy. Uh, what have we learned? I know I, I did notice Boston College scored a, a big victory in, in advance of this week's big loss. But uh, um, what, what, what did you learn? What, what, did you, what, what did you learn, Jersey guy? Well, I, I learned that, that BC yeah, I mean, actually does have a running game. They have two pretty good running backs and a good offensive line. Now, having said that, uh, what you, I, show, I learned again that the ACC is really bad because – uh, Boston College went to its game against North Carolina State. North Carolina State had the number one rushing uh, defense in the ACC and, and fifth in the country, and they were horrendous. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm like <laughs> downplaying 
what Boston College did. But I mean, so so and and it, and it shows you the boys in Vegas are on biting it because Boston College piles 455 yards uh, rush, you know, uh, on the ground rushing against North Carolina State wins wins easily. One of its best wins. And they look at Clemson, where they play on Saturday night in 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 Death Valley, and they are thirty four point underdog. <laughs> mm. The Boston Vegas aren't buying. <laughs> You're right. Oh uh, yeah, that, good point. But but you also said last week that Clemson was going to obliterate yep. Louisville. Well, going up the uh, yep. But they didn't. I don't think they lived up to your advance. Uh, you said they were just going to. You know, take names from here on out. That wasn't a, a, a clean game, even though it was a it was a kind of a wipeout score. Well, what was the final score? Well, I mean, what was the final? It was forty one seven, wasn't it? Uh, something like that, forty five ten or whatever. Okay, but, I'll, but but I'll, Trevor I'll Lawrence, Trevor. Okay. Oh no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying they didn't win, but you know, Trevor right. Lawrence had two two interceptions in the first half. Uh, well, they did shut down. They did shut down the Louisville offense that had been had scored sixty two points against uh, Wake Forest the week before. So I think that's pretty good about indication. Right. The defense okay. is playing. All right, all right. I, I, I oh, take your... oh, by the way, guys, Trevor Lawrence had four interceptions in all of last season. Now he's got yeah. eight. Right, right. Interesting point when you talk about it. Wasn't a great weekend for some of the you know, leading Heisman contenders. Maybe we'll circle back to that. But we want to get to Chicago. Tough weekend for uh, diploma carrying. Members of or uh, you know, graduates of Wisconsin <laughs> and or Northwestern Herb. Who would, who would that be? Herb, who you have the. Uh... Well, <laughs> you know, uh, things happen. Wisconsin, you know, if, if Paul Chris coaches at Wisconsin for another twenty-five years, this will still go down as his worst loss. I mean, you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't some... draw up you couldn't draw up more mistakes. Than Wisconsin made in that game. I mean, not giving the ball to running back Jonathan Taylor, throwing a pass with just a few minutes left rather than trusting to a defense that had given up 29 points in five games. I mean, everything about it. I have to be careful how I say all of this because I was hearing from all of my Illinois <laughs> friends on Saturday, people I hadn't heard of for years. Uh. Um, Yes, a pretty tough one, you know, just really tough. Now Northwestern's a little different. The, the thing I took out of that Ohio State fifty-two, Northwestern three, is just how good Ohio State is. I mean, they did everything there. I mean, there, there were a slew of pro scouts in that press box. I mean, Ohio State was as good as a really good SEC team on Friday night, and uh, I say that with all due respect. Um, you know, it obviously this really blows the doors off. You know, the anticipation. It, you know, oh, yeah. with Wisconsin coming to Ohio State this week, you know that game now is deflated. Really, doesn't mean a whole lot. And yet, uh, as as I'm getting ready to say uh, in the our TMG column tomorrow, you know, Wisconsin still just like Georgia when it lost to South Carolina. Wisconsin still has everything except an unbeaten season ahead of it. If, if the Badgers were to win out, you know, however unlikely that seems, they're still in in a pretty good place. Uh, you know, I mean, they, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I wouldn't guarantee that they're going to be in the college football playoff the way I would with Georgia. But you know, it wouldn't take a whole lot. You know, we just need your Pac-12 uh, 
you know, the usual Oregon domino to fall <laughs> and a couple more of those. Um, uh, but the point it, is, yeah. Wisconsin, we don't know whether they were exposed or whether that was an aberration. I mean, we assume they were exposed, but we'll find out on Saturday very quickly. Um, Herbie, you mentioned the the, inter, the dumb inter, interception that was thrown, uh, and I agree. But for all, if you go back a series before, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Wisconsin was leading 23 to 14. Like they hadn't played very well. They're driving the field to go in and make it 30 to 14. And, and Jonathan Taylor, Taylor fumbled. fumbled. That was even more. You know, the the interception looked horrible. But that game was they were going into to you know, to wrap it up, and the Heisman contender well, yeah. fumbled, put it on the ground, and they went right down the field and scored. Um, exactly, and on the possession before that, um, you know, there were a couple possessions before that. On one, they they settled for a field goal after a first and goal at the three. Uh, you know, they did everything. You know, I mean, if you had, you know, if you went to the dictionary for a definition of shocking upset. You would just have the play-by-play of that fourth quarter accompanying it. No, I mean, it was, we just uh, did every, everything wrong. And then, you know, all credit to Illinois because Illinois showed some real athleticism in places. Uh, Corbin, their running back, and some of those receivers. And, uh, you know, I just wonder if Jim Harbaugh looks at that tape and says, well, I could have had uh, Brandon Peters throwing the ball for me. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, Illinois, we'll see whether they validate it. You know, they've, they've got Purdue this week. Um you know, I'm sure that all my Illini friends are assuming great things. Knowing Illinois, I'm not going to assume anything. But, uh, yeah, you're right. That fumble by Jonathan Taylor. I mean, you could just go down the list. Yep. Uh, especially when you think that they the first drive of the game, Wisconsin went right down the field, you know, and then ended up getting one touchdown after that. Yeah, I know. It, it it was, was a, no, you're right. It was, uh, But it was one of those things, the games that they could have – uh, it could have managed. It was like Alabama and Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee was once Tua went out. That was a close game. It didn't. It didn't end. Up, the score wasn't close at the end, but that, that was a lot closer game than uh, the final score. Which leads me to my next point, and we can we can talk about this as a group. And uh, we'll start with Tony. Alabama, the voters just will not give. Will not let Alabama go. They're they're number one and. Uh, in our poll that we vote in the NFF poll and the uh, coaches and the AP, Tony, why won't people let go of Alabama? And we've talked about this. If the college selection committee rankings came out today, Alabama would not be number one. I think we all agree that. Yet the voters won't let go. And I think, Tony, I think you're one of them. But can you explain why? Um, is this because people trust Nick Saban, and they and, and is it a is it a history thing, or um, to explain it to us? The the honest answer is really simple: they're Alabama, right? They're, is, Alabama, they're is, Alabama, and you're not. Okay? Is that the right answer? Alabama, that is well. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying what the what the answer is. They look. Listen, when you watch Alabama play, and and and, and Tua and those four receivers collectively. Could be the best group of four. I've seen plenty of teams with three. I've never seen a team with four this deep. And they sit there and they watch Alabama play. And what what happens is, you know, (laughs) they uh, 
they're scoring all these points, and, we, and as soon as you bet against them, guess what? Nick Saban is going to punch you in the mouth well, with, with what they're going to do. So I, 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 I agree with you. I'll be surprised if Alabama's number one in the first group of uh, rankings simply because of the schedule they have played. But that, 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 if you want to know why the human polls are the human polls, it's because they're Alabama. But, to, but Tua got they're, hurt. They're really good. They're really good. I know they're good, but Tua got hurt in that in that game. And how did Alabama play after Tua got hurt? They 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 you know they still had all this. They were pretty shaky. Uh, and if if they got if, oh, yeah. if Jeremy Pruitt doesn't, they don't call four straight runs into the line into the goal line. Uh, and then that guy they had a you know a scoop and score for a hundred yards. That's like a twenty you know a, a seven or eight point game in the fourth quarter. But uh, people saw that Tua was hurt. People saw that Alabama was shaky against a pretty bad Tennessee team, and they still left them at number one. I think you're right. It's about Saban, and it's about uh, Alabama. Alabama's always been one of those teams, once they get to number one, they got to lose. Somebody's got to beat them to knock them them off their perch. Because they keep keep going back to like the 2017. Alabama gets in as number four seed and wins it all. Okay. Uh, Alabama wins the national championship, and then they get blown, got their doors blown off by Clemson last year. But I just think people trust Alabama. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see where the committee puts them. Uh, right now, I got to believe that LSU beats Auburn. Uh, LSU will probably end up being the uh, we'll jump them next week. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Any anybody her uh, Blau or uh, Herbie anybody else have a, a an issue with this? Uh, this is what. People well, I, I agree with, with Tony, and, and I, I think that the other part is is that I think the voters. Uh, I'm not one of them in this case, but I think the voters think that if Alabama gets is not overwhelming anyone, but Alabama plays as well as it has to to win the game. So if, if Alabama has to elevate its game to play against an LSU or an Auburn, uh, it, it'll do that and win. I mean, I think that's the faith that Alabama has. Has gotten from the voters that the other schools don't have. I, I think Tony's right because they're Alabama. They think they're going to win the game. Now I got this proven last year against Clemson, big time. But until then, I mean, that's, they pretty much have done that. They play every bit as hard as they need to to win the game, whether it's whether it's uh, overwhelming or whether it's sloppy, whether it's close. But it's Alabama and it's safe, and they win. Herbie. Well, yeah, and, and that that's the I think that's the beauty of the uh, committee not coming out with a a poll until it has this big significant body of work because they're not beholden to a, a preseason notion or even an early season notion. But if I'm a voter, I don't know that I can move LSU ahead of Alabama when Alabama still won its games. And the other part about this is that, you know, it depends on how you define the terms. I mean, is somebody asked me this week about, is Ohio State the best team in the nation? I said, well... LSU's got the best resume. Alabama's got a tradition and a momentum, you know, but now I'm not going to have to pick between these teams if they're playing each other. Those are all different questions. So I think it all sorts itself out, you know, especially when we get that official committee poll released shortly. Well said. Okay. Uh, my, you know, I'm always, I'm always last year. Uh, my, what I learned because, and it's usually the right order, but, uh, you know, the, the, uh, uh, who is that? Is that uh, Nick Saban on line two? Of course we're number one. Um, I did, I, you know, I, 
I did learn something this week about the Pac-12, and it was it was great to see them on during the day. Uh, yes, they were in a twelve thirty slot on national TV. They played a ter- a, a full stadium. And, you know, you don't always see that. Uh, a great rivalry. It was almost like an SEC game. You know, if if we could have had Vern and and Gary. Uh, you know, it reminded me. It was the it was the Pac-12's equivalent of uh, Georgia LSU uh, the week not to, no Florida LSU the week before. Um, great atmosphere, and they you know the Pac-12 finally got its moment in the sun. Finally got the right team to win um, a game that you know kept their 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 hopes alive. And Oregon uh, came from behind from fourteen. They're still in it. Um, as long as Auburn keeps winning, uh, which may not last long, but uh, you know they they can kind of draft off Auburn that loss to Auburn, um, and they're on the uh, the fringes now. Tony, I'll ask you, why is Georgia st- ranked ahead of Oregon? Why is Georgia ranked again uh, ahead of Oregon? Over Oregon? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I guess go to Georgia. That's all I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, I, you know, you know, one loss that you know, as a 25, well, George, George, 25 George, point. Georgia beat Notre Dame. Okay. Beat Notre Dame. They lost his okay. 25 I would, home. I would say that's the reason. Yes. <laughs> okay. No, it's, uh, like I said, this will all resolve. Um, and, and, uh, but I, I did think that was interesting. Let's go to, um, open forum. We're going to call this open forum. I don't know if anybody has a topic that I haven't brought up yet. Uh, uh, that's that's eating somebody or that, that that somebody wants to get out. We can talk about the, um, you know, the group of five uh, 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 contender now that it's not Boise anymore. And and is it? You know, lo and behold, is it? S could SMU Mark Blauchin could SMU play in a New Year's uh, Day Bowl? SMU, yes, they could, but they won't. They, they won't. They could, Why? But they won't. Because What's going to happen? I, think they, I, I don't think they can overcome Central Florida. I mean, I mean, SMU is is is, I you know, is, is had a great year. They're revived, but they still have to go through the gauntlet of, of, of tough teams. And I think at the end, of the other end of the stick would, would be Central Florida or Memphis again. I mean, and and I think that's 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 going to be tough. I mean, uh, for them, they they could well they'll will be eleven to one, and and but and not get into it. But right. but right now, right now, the leader in the clubhouse. Right. Uh, who else? Whoa, 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 whoa. What about my boys from Appalachian That's State? That's right. I was going to okay. mention. I was going to mention App App State. Is. Appalachian State has already beaten North Carolina. They play right. South Carolina at, at the end of the season. What if okay. they? What if they go twelve and zero and win and win the Sun Sun Belt? Twelve, right. 12 and zero will do it, Tony. Twelve, twelve and zero will put them probably with wins over North Carolina and South Carolina. Yes, they will. They will put them there. That's right. They have to. You're 100 right. They will. They will earn a spot because it's strictly. A, it's strictly with that. With that spot, it's strictly a ranking. I think. I mean, there's no. There's no wiggle room. I mean, and 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 how the committee sees them uh, will determine it. They're the highest ranked non-power five team. They will get. And and they beat South Carolina, who beat right. Georgia. That, that will be that will be in their resume. But they have to prove it. Right. That, you're right. It's like SMU would have to be Central Florida. And probably Memphis, or I'm not quite sure how the schedule works out, but that's yeah. They still have to prove it, but they're in position, which is right. great. Uh, the, the, I guess the big, the big, the story is no one is crashing the party 
this year that we're gonna we're not gonna have any no. uh, we're not gonna have any debates about this team deserves this or that. But uh, I don't, who else is out there for that? So, App State. Who else is still in contention for that spot? Um, Central Florida can uh, can Central Florida can well, it, go ahead. But if, if Boise wins out and yeah. finishes eleven and one, then they they would they would move back. Assuming SMU loses. Then uh, Boise could could get back in position to win. Yeah, Boise, uh, you know, and it was kind of lost on a, a lot of people. Boise, you know, lost at BYU. Boise did not uh, have its quarterback, uh, Hank Bachmeyer, uh, the, the quarterback who led the the, uh, the Broncos to a, you know six and zero and a win at Florida State and all that. He was injured, so they had their, he did not play. And I guess mm-hmm. that gets taken into account. I, but, you know, he may not be, be back soon, so that could impact them going forward. Um, in, interesting story about uh, – or BYU. Okay, so BYU this year has uh, lost to Toledo. And I th- who else did they lose? Southern uh, – South Florida, I believe. And have defeated Boise, Tennessee, and USC. <laughs> and lost lost to Toledo. Uh, so interesting story uh, uh, developing. Um, uh, before we move on into and get into this weekend's games, uh, I will. I do want to acknowledge. I want to bring in the Big Ten again. Uh, Herbie, um, uh, Michigan State. Not this isn't about uh, football, but the Sparty Nation, number one in the preseason basketball poll for the. It never happened. Now. I would have thought that the Magic's team in '79, um, you know, might have been preseason number one. They were number seven uh, in in '79. Uh, but so there is some there was some positive news coming out of uh, uh, East Lansing. And, and any comments on that, Herb? Well, Tommy Uzo has set the bar really high for for decades. Really. Um, you know, I'm surprised to think that they've never been a preseason number one because yeah. he's had teams. I'm not not the Magic Johnson team, but but you know the teams in the last 20 years, he's had guys had a bunch that would be in the top five, right. top three. Um, you know, he just recruits really well. Uh, he, he's not afraid to play anybody. I mean, Tom Izzo is really you know a guy that gets it in every way. I mean, his players love him. I know he caught some heat for, you know, rattling a kid's cage on the sidelines uh, last spring. Uh, but that's just, you know, between Tommy and his guys, they love him to death. And, and, and you know, they, they just do it year after year. And he, he recruits to Michigan, but he'll go get players from elsewhere. And, uh, you know, it doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, they – they really have it going from a basketball standpoint. Okay, no more basketball talk until uh, January first. But that we had to get that in. It was called first semester basketball, as we call it. Uh, no, that's right. That's right. Uh, one quickly, and I, I want to get to this before we get to the games. Um, there was an incident in the Tennessee Alabama game. Tony Jeremy Pruitt, the quarterback, uh, tries to go in, over the top and loses the ball and. Uh, it, was a, it was a scoop, uh, and uh, the coach sort of lit up uh, the quarterback on national TV, grabbed his face mask. It, it, you know, everyone, the first thing you think about is Woody Hayes, and I had an uneasy feeling about that, first of all, because uh, I would have grabbed the, the face mask of the offensive coordinator 
on that series on, you know, four dives right up the middle against Alabama. But Tony, can, can you talk a little bit about Jeremy, Jeremy Pruitt and uh, how do we feel about that? Was that? Well, Pruitt, Pruitt is, a, is just yeah. a, an emotional guy. He does tend to get in people's faces. You, which you can't grab the kid's face mask. Okay, now he, right. it was very, it was a very quick grab. It yep. was sort of a grab and release, uh, but you still can't do it anyway. But I will say that, and the kid didn't deserve to have his face mask grabbed. But <laughs> he did, he did deserve the dressing down that he got because you know what he did. They called a they called a quarterback sneak on the goal line, <laughs> and the kid did not run the play. He tried to get cute and jump over the top and extend the football right. over the line. The wor- totally yeah. freelance, totally. And they're going to, like, run the play, all right? So that, right. again, don't touch the face mask. Don't do that. But he just, in my opinion, he's done this before. And that's, yeah. that's why he got the verbal dressing down and did. Right. Well, I didn't like now, the first, I didn't like the, I didn't I, like the first three calls, you know. No, and you figured you're going to, you figure you're going to get it in. So anyway, yeah, okay. They, yeah, the whole the whole Tennessee thing is is is, is a mess. I, I still think he's coming back next year. This is only his, his second year, but uh, and, and plus they beat Mississippi State. It's not a big deal, but it was a win. So I, my belief is that Jerry McCool will be back next year. But let's we'll see how the rest of the season goes. Right. Yeah, hey, Doofy, before before you uh, we go to the next subject. I just want to backtrack a little bit on your on your praise for for Oregon in the Pac-12. Oh, uh, stop! What, it. Did didn't did, didn't the Pac-12 officials admit that they they missed a pass interference call against Washington, which would have given us a first and goal? Well, that's what I mean. They find the the, the, the Pac-12 refs finally made a call that I mean that helped the, the league. I mean, this is what you're supposed to do. I see this right. in other conferences. <laughs> I, I see this in other okay. conferences all the time. You know, you could oh, where, the, where where they got yeah, the flag okay. in their hand, and they're, and they're going, "How does this infe- uh, impact the college football okay. playoff?" And all of a sudden, that yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't celebrate too hard until you see how Oregon does at USC and how Oregon no. does at Arizona State. No, you know those those are the ones I got circled on my Pac-12 business as usual calendar. No, nine I times guess. nine oh. times out of ten, the Pac-12 would have called that against uh, Oregon, and then and then that would have eliminated the Pac-12 from the. Uh, the playoff. Right. They finally did the right thing. Right. I mean, you know, what? it's it's and it was look, it was a, I, you know, if it would have been if it would have been called, I would have, you know, it was a bang bang play at the time. But yeah, I thought I thought they could have called it. Uh, Washington could have also held a fourteen point lead at home in the in the second half, but which they didn't. But yeah, they they got they, they had they finally had a break. I call that a, a break to their advantage. Um, and this happens all the time and. Uh, you know, around the country in key games and that impact the playoff. But yeah, sure, right. go ahead. Uh, oh gosh, Sp- speaking of officials, don't be surprised if if my boy Will Muschamp at South Carolina <laughs> don't be, don't be don't be surprised if he gets fined this week. Okay, so, I mean it was it was it was one of the it was one of the mother of all pick plays. Speaking of your of officiating, uh, did you see what Lane Kiffin? <laughs> I guess he he had a little beef with the uh, Conference USA officials, and and he sent out a tweet with a picture of uh, uh, officials uh, with with canes like blind officials. Oh, well, I might, I might, I might, I might. 
<laughs> three blind, yeah, the three blind mice, and, and so he caught, he got hit with a five thousand dollar fine. But I thought it was well worth oh. a tweet uh, just to see. <laughs> you know, this is what head coach. You know, Lane is Lane, but that was that was. You know, he's like that twelve year old kid in the back of the class in junior high. It's hard to stay. It's hard to stay mad at him, even though he, you know, that probably wasn't something he should have done. Uh, but, uh, it was pretty funny and it's, it was worth the $5,000 to me that he did it. Uh, mm. so, uh, moving along, let's get to the games real quickly. We're, uh, we're coming up on time. Uh, what are we looking at? Um, Herbie, you already mentioned, uh, whiskey, uh, yeah, you know, kind of, got, kind of the shine taken off of it. Yeah. That'll be the, the big focus, but I tell you what, there's two games up in Michigan, Penn state at Michigan state. Uh, you know, seemingly Penn State, you know, a five-and-a-half-point favorite. On the other hand, this is their third week in a row of, of tough opponent, uh, you know, very capable opponent. So, you know, that's going to be a tough one. Uh, I think that could be a good football game. And then in Ann Arbor, uh, Notre Dame at Michigan, and actually Michigan is a, a point or two favorite, you know, and mm. the Michigan that we saw. The Michigan mm. that we saw on uh, Saturday at Penn State, Certainly in that second half, you know, they're, they're very, you know, I mean, obviously Vegas thinks they can, that they're the favorite. Yeah. But that, that changes that Georgia resume, doesn't it, Mr. College Football? If, uh, <laughs> oh. if you beat the Notre Dame? Uh, absolutely. It, it's amazing. It's in the desert. I'll tell you what. But uh, as as yeah. my friend Wes Durham said, there, it, there's a reason they live in big houses and drive next cars. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and Herbie. You know, if not for, I mean, I think I think Michigan Michigan had acquitted itself in that second half. If not for that stupid call for that fifty-eight yard field goal that Harbaugh attempted at the end of the first half, I think they get out of there with some credibility. And again, you mentioned their best receiver dropped a, a touchdown. Would have tied. Would have tied the game. Um, but it didn't matter because Harbaugh still got crushed. And I thought they actually. Like you said, I thought they played. They outplayed Penn State in the second half, but uh, Harbaugh got crushed, and I think it's people just aren't buying it. And uh, uh, but you know, if he beats Notre Dame, maybe um, you know, maybe they'll, they'll cut him some slack. But he he's like he's an easy target for sure. Uh, anything else, uh, uh, Tony? A uh, big one, Auburn at LSU, obviously. Um, Auburn, I think. Look, since the Oregon game where they looked shaky. Um, most of the game and got out, you know, and threw a late touchdown, got out of there. Uh, they seem to be getting better and better. Uh, they were impressive last week. Uh, do they have a, a chance at Death Valley? Well, they have a chance if yeah. they can run the ball a little bit. I mean, yeah. I, remember, they lost their top running back. That's right. And did it by committee against Arkansas. It was awful, by the way. They're just they're just awful. Yeah. They're going they're going for zero and eight in the league for the second straight year. But Auburn can Auburn can win at LSU. But you gotta you gotta be able to slow. You can't stop him. But can you slow down Joe Burrow? I mean, think, think about this, guys. When you when you're talking about the Heisman Trophy, Joe Burrow had another three hundred yard vintage game, seventy nine percent passes. Had a game last week against Mississippi State on CBS. This week. He's against Auburn on CBS. The following week, he's against Alabama on CBS. <laughs> so if you're looking for a national platform to make your case, Joe Burrow has is, is got two more weeks of this national exposure on CBS. That's right. That's how you win it. And right now I think it's Burrow, Justin Fields, and probably Jalen Hurts. 
Am I miss? I don't think I'm missing anybody, but I think that's probably the order. Uh, Tony, anything else? Uh, oh, Missouri at Kentucky. I'll, I will give you like 20 seconds to explain Missouri. Um, that was actually that was leading the SEC East going into Saturday play. Uh, how do you what? How do you explain the Vanderbilt loss? That well, I, Vanderbilt had their backs to the wall. They started another cool guy who had started all year against the Missouri team that had been playing well. After the game, Barry Odom, the head coach at University of Missouri, said, "We got out coached, mm. coach. You're correct." You got out coached and good, good for Derek Mason. Did you see his yeah, video? That's great. He said, mm-hmm. I mean, do, do you not have to love that? That I am built for this job. You think you want this job? You think you want this job? I love, I love that. That was, that was awesome. I, I, when I, when I turned it on, I, I didn't, wouldn't imagine that was a head. At first I didn't know it was the head coach. I thought it was just some random guy that had run up and taken over the microphone on, on the field. It was just ranting. <laughs> He's a tough dude, man. He is. Uh, uh, that, okay, that's about uh, Mark Blouchin. Let's take a look at uh, what do you got? BC at Clemson, and you said the spread was thirty-four. I don't know if that's enough. Right. Uh, any chance that the BC covers? Uh, if if they if if they run the ball and use up the clock, I think they hang. But I think Vegas think that's a forty-eight to fourteen game, which is why <laughs> my money. But the game, the game. That I want that, that I'm looking at with, with great curiosity. I know what it is, and and, and here here it comes. And I don't think I, I, I Herbie, we need some research on the Big Ten on this one. When was the last time a Big Ten team was a seven point underdog to Liberty? <laughs> well, I'll go I would never, never, ever, never yeah. comes to mind. Rutgers uh, University playing at home is a seven point underdog to Liberty. Now that's that's is that were. We're getting near the bottom for Rutgers, I think. Oh my word! <laughs> well, that, that, that's okay. You got you get hire Joe Moorhead and be done with it. Okay. There Take you go. Mississippi State's hand. So. There you go. Uh, my tra- my travelocity game of the week is Hawaii at New Mexico. Um, Ooh. How about that? That's three thousand uh, one forty one miles and uh, uh, a culture clash uh, that uh, everyone will be interested in watching. Uh, what are we missing? Anything? Uh, oh, oh uh, Washington State. Herbie, you mentioned this earlier. You know, how long can Oregon last? How can they hang on? Uh, they host uh, the Wazoos from Pullman this week. Um, not, you know, not a gimme. Uh, Oregon does look solid, but they're they're riding the ragged edge all the way. They got to they gotta win out and then still get a little bit of help. Um, am I missing well, yeah, anything? Yeah, you know, they get- I just hope they're not looking ahead to their trip to USC and, and you know, visiting Knott's Berry Farm and all that sort of thing. You know, because Wazoo is a weird team. I mean, you know, we wouldn't think much of them this week, but a while, you know, when earlier in the year, they looked like they were pretty capable. Yeah. Uh, um, what are we missing? I think that's it. Uh, big Big 12, there's – I don't see anything, anything exciting in the uh, – in the Big 12 this week, Texas, which, boy, they escaped Kansas. Uh, wow. I mean, another incredible game. They might have, could have, should have lost. They're at TCU. That might have been interesting three, two, a couple years ago. I'm not sure it is now. But I think we got it covered. Uh, any, any final parting thoughts of shots of wisdom? Uh, Mark, you have anything to say? Uh Nothing. No, I, th- I think we're just ready. We're, get- we're getting to the point in the nitty gritty where where teams are starting to eliminate themselves. We're in the elimination round where like Penn, 
Penn State has uh, got some points, but but now Wisconsin is on the verge. Uh, uh, Auburn could be could be gone by Saturday, so yep. we're, so we're we're getting to the playoffs without playoffs. We're getting well, there, and, and just in time for the first set of rankings to come out on Tuesday, right. November fifth. Then the season starts all over again. So. There we go. All right, another good session, boys. Uh, appreciate you all joining us, and uh, we will reconvene again next week. And until then, adios. Yep. All right. Sounds good. All right, boys. All right. Be good. Thanks a lot. You too. Okay. See you later. See ya. Bye.